Today on the Accounting for You podcast, we're continuing our conversation with Matt Hill, a financial advisor with Truist Investment Services, and we're talking today more on the individual side about traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, and 529 college plans. Welcome to the Accounting for You podcast, brought to you by the accounting firm of Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. This podcast is designed to provide relevant tax and accounting information to help you and your business succeed. If you enjoy listening in, please like and subscribe to our channel. Now, on to the show. Well, uh, Matt, so do you have any um, any like big success stories and in coming into a business, setting up an investment plan, helping the business owner? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a... Um at a uh, person who was making a substantial amount of money, uh, and they were retired. So basically, uh, he was a uh, in, in the he was a lawyer, and he had all these fees from cases settled years ago starting to come in. But he was officially just retired, or, or, or he was wanting to retire, mm-hmm. and he was making all this money he didn't need to make. And so what we did was. Um, it was just him as the employee. It goes back to you know looking at each person individually, and we we created a four hundred one k plan for him with profit sharing, and we also looked at at a, at a cash balance uh, plan, which is like attaching a pension. We got real creative, mm-hmm. worked with his CPA, mm-hmm. and um, he was able to put back two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars for a year in a, in a deferred manner, which was awesome. Yeah, his yeah. accountant goes. He called his accountant and, and he was like, "I can, I can do that." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, well, "Why didn't you tell me about?" It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a, it was a great way. That's one of the examples of working with a CPA on, mm-hmm. on 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 making sure that you know what the tax situation is. And but it was a big win mm-hmm. for 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 the client. Yeah, everybody everybody won, and oh, yeah. you know he was able to put back and save for tomorrow. Um, and there's been a, a a couple instances where we've really been able to to help, and uh, some of the, my favorite conversations are whenever you own a business, um, and you have people working for you, uh, you really need to make sure that your financial advisor is engaged if you have a plan, mm-hmm. and you make sure that the employees know that they have a financial advisor as well, because a lot of people don't. Right. And I don't care if it's two hundred and fifty dollars or if it's two hundred and fifty million dollars. The people need to have access to some investment advice. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to they need to talk to to their financial professional. And that's what we we tell people is that you know you have a financial advisor. If it's about your plan, you can call me about your plan. If it's about something else, you can call me about mm-hmm. something else. I mean, right. if, if it. If, but they just need people need to realize that that their financial advisor needs to be engaged mm-hmm. and needs to be available for for their employees. Okay. Um, so, um, do we have any Jay? Do you have any more that you maybe want to talk about on retirement plans before we move on? Uh, well, certainly. Um, you know, I agree with what Matt said as far as um, getting professional advice from someone who knows on your retirement plans. You know, we've talked before the podcast. You know, certainly each year is not the same. Um, what worked last year may not work this year or vice mm-hmm. versa. Uh, it's very important to talk to a professional that knows uh, what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, and also works with other professionals like us, like CPAs, so that we can maximize hopefully investment return, tax savings, and all those at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, you mentioned the Secure 2.0 a while ago, uh, and we kind of talked about maybe how that deals with businesses. Mm-hmm. So, but what what are some individuals? What, what are we looking at? What are some changes there for individuals? Well, the one of the main um, the main things that that Secure 2.0 did was it increased the um, the age in which you start to have to take money out of your retirement accounts. It's yeah. called a required minimum distribution. In financial world, we call that RMD. Everybody loves a good acronym, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, KFC. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, RMD that pushed out to seventy three, and it looks like it's going to move out to seventy five. We'll see. You know how Congress is. Mm-hmm. You know they're really predictable up right. there. Yeah. So no, that it, it, it's good. Um, uh, you know, it gives you more time to defer. You want to mm-hmm. take full advantage right. of not having to take money out because when you take money out of of any four hundred one k or IRA. It's fully taxable, and that's uh, you know you want to try to avoid that. I mean, I like roads and bridges. You know, everybody's got to pay taxes, but I just you know I don't want you to have to pay more than you need to. So you want to take full right. advantage of the uh, of the uh, deferral. Also, if you have college savings plans that have mm-hmm. been in effect, like if you have a, like a West Virginia five two nine or any five two nine in any state that you're in, um, it. Uh, allows you so let's say that your kid went to college you, you started this plan when he or she was a baby and funded it for all these years he's now he's you know 26 and he's on his own and he's still got a couple thousand dollars left in his 529 account but you don't have any qualified uh, educational purchases to make mm-hmm. you can roll that over into a Roth IRA now for, okay. for the beneficiary wow. which is great uh, uh, that that helps um, you know the kid be able to have a tax-free pool of money. Just, oh, just yeah. you know, Roth IRAs are fantastic. So that's a really neat thing that that we've not. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's great thinking that if you're putting money into that five two nine plan, I get that asked a mm-hmm. lot of me. I'm glad to know this. That um, well, I'm going to put all this money into their five two nine plan, but I don't know that they're going to college. I mean, he's 12 years old and and wants to be a plumber. I don't think he mm-hmm. wants to go to college. How are we ever going to use that money? And to me, I'm just like, hey, you know, you need to talk to your financial advisor. But yep. now this is a great. It's great a great thing. second. And it, yeah. the, the, it has to be in effect for 15 years, which yeah. is not that big of a deal if you mm-hmm. start when when they're a kid. That plan's right. been going for. Excuse me, but been going for a long time anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing you can do, and it's a common thing, like what uh, the common objection to doing a college savings plan. So, what what if they don't want to go to college? You can also roll that over into uh, for another beneficiary, okay, for a grandkid. Mm-hmm. You know, you can save it there as well. Okay, so yeah. So, do you have any other? Uh, uh, you know, we're talking about five two nine and college savings. Any other? Things there on. I mean, tell us, tell us what the five two nine plan is. I guess West Virginia has a great program for five twenty nines and um, allows you to save uh, tax deferred uh, for your child's or grandchild or whatever beneficiary you can, you know, whoever mm-hmm. your beneficiary is uh, for for college, uh, which is great. And you also get a state tax deduction, mm-hmm. which, which is, you know, I'll let you guys can speak on that. It's a, it's a very tax efficient way. You get a little tax break for the state. And when the money uh, goes into a 529, it's invested in a very similar way. Some, you can, you can invest it in different funds or you can invest it in, in an age-based portfolio. Mm-hmm. So as the child gets closer to 18, it gets more conservative. Um, or you can invest in, in different funds in the menu that, and Hartford, of. Uh, sponsors West Virginia's um, and they do they do a fine job 
Um, but whenever the the money grows in, in the investment account, and then when the child needs it for qualified educational purchases, um, he or she can use that for tuition, room and board, things like that. And, yeah. it's, and it, there's no you know tax and, implications. Yeah, and there's no tax. Right. There's no tax so long as you spend the money, the all, all the money on education related it's important to note though at least in west virginia there is a state tax deduction for contributions but there is no federal tax benefit in your current year if you put money into that plan there's no current tax deduction it's just a it's kind of like a roth Roth. yes where it grows tax-free this is why you're a cpa and i'm i'm not (laughs) (laughs) it's a wonderful product yeah it's a wonderful product but but people ask what do i get a tax deduction for that you know and they're thinking federal tax how much is that going to change my refund or something Mm -hmm. No, this is not a not that for at least for the federal. No. And every state, I'm sure, has different rules on their five two nine plans. So you'd have to check with your local state, your local county. Yes, every know. state governs it differently. Mm-hmm. And this is um, my disclaimer: is all that we're talking about is different strategies and different ways that you can save and toward your financial goals. Don't take this as specific investment advice. If you have a financial advisor, talk to he or she, or you can call me. But, right. but, yeah, don't take this. as you got to go out and, and do this today. This is something you need to look at, your individual goals, and then uh, you talk to a professional. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as far as, uh, in, you know, in addition to 529 plans and other individual the uh, individual ideas, um, can you speak a little bit to uh, maybe traditional IRAs, mm-hmm. Roth IRAs, maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah. IRAs are fantastic Um and in, 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 IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. A traditional IRA comes out of your gross. It's pre-tax. Mm-hmm. So you get to deduct that from, you know, you guys are the CPAs, but you get to deduct that from your income, right? which is great. And then it grows tax-deferred. Um, when I say tax-deferred, it means whenever you take money out in the future, you're going to have to pay income tax on that money. Right. And if you take it out before you're age 59 and a half, you also have to pay a 10% penalty on top of that as well. So it's not a very efficient way to – this is for tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that we see a lot. I, I would say every year, two or three clients – I'm sure, Jay, you, if you want to chime in here on this, but I'll have somebody that has a 1099R from a traditional IRA cash out. And they'll say, well, we decided to pay the house off. or It's, yes. it's like, this was not the way to get that money. You that had, is a very uncomfortable conversation, oh, yeah. especially mm. if it's happening after the fact and when we didn't know about it. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about it either. Right. You can't put – once that's gone for 60 days. Yeah. Well, they said, well, it, I had withholding taken out on it. They said I needed to take at least 10%. I'm like, well, well that was your penalty. Now you still have to pay income tax on that. Right. And, yeah, you paid your house off, but guess what? You owe the government a lot of money. Um, again, those are instances before you make decisions like that. Call your investment advisor. Call your CPA. <laughs> talk you. Let's talk about this before you go and cash and out you a guys, traditional. I've seen some. I've seen people absolutely do that, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the full implications. It could knock them up. It's because it's income, right? Right. And uh, it could knock them up a bracket. I well, mean, it normally does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen. I love. I love Ford trucks. But don't mm-hmm. cash out your retirement you had at your old employer to go buy one. Right. Yeah. You know, you're going to end up taking a big haircut. If you it, have that idea mm-hmm. about buying a truck or I'll paying off that. your house, please call your CPA or yes. your financial right. advisor before you do it right. so you at least know the implications. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you still decide after you know the implications to, I'm still going to do it. Hey, that's your decision. But don't don't make us have that conversation with you at tax time when you're expecting a a refund and we go, oh, I'm very sorry you owe your refund plus that you normally would have got back. And and you may not have the money because you've already cashed out your retirement account. You don't have any way to get it. So Mm -hmm. it puts you in an uncomfortable position, puts the advisors in an uncomfortable position of talking to you about that. So also another disclaimer. Check your beneficiaries on your IRAs okay. and 401ks. Make sure, especially if if you're on, let's say, that you got divorced and remarried. Mm-hmm. It's a very uncomfortable conversation. Let's say that the the, the uh, husband died. Mm-hmm. His wife comes in, already, you know, to get take care of her estate and get her 401k. But guess what? It's the ex-wife that's the beneficiary. Mm. That's an Anna Price. Question. I'm sure she's seen that. I've oh, seen it. It's not a very comfortable conversation. So just save yourself and just make sure. Let's say you recently got married. Go put your spouse on there or or whoever, but just make sure you know who it is. Right. That's just a little housekeeping. <laughs> keep, keep that in. Your family will appreciate you so much. <laughs> so. You talked a little bit about the traditional IRA and how it worked, but there's also the Roth IRA. Which you know is different as far as the the taxation, different as far as I believe the RMDs, and you know it's it's a different animal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great instrument for saving tax free. So the difference between a traditional Roth is that said the Roth comes or the traditional comes out of your gross, where the Roth comes out of your net. So you're paying the already paid taxes on this money, and you're investing this. The money grows tax free, and then whenever you retire, it's a you pull it out, and there's no income tax. And uh, as now, Matt mentioned, uh, no deduction, federal or state, yes. when the money goes right. in. Mm-hmm. And you guys can speak. I don't know what – I know they changed the limit mm-hmm. for income. Uh, there is an income limit for Roth IRAs, and I don't have that in front of me right now, but you need to check into that and right. make sure that mm-hmm. it, once you achieve a certain level of income, that that vehicle is you are no longer qualify for. Right, right. And you're, you said require, there's no RMDs or required minimums on Roth IRAs. So they are a great way to establish a legacy. Um, you know, it's something that grows and, and, and keeps going. Um, uh, if your advisor is a, a good advisor, it grows over time. <laughs> Can I believe with? I'm the, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to get in trouble on that one. <laughs> I believe with the new requirements that a um, a non-spouse that inherits an IRA has to uh, clear out that IRA within ten years. Yes. That. That's a big difference between a Roth, which has no tax, mm-hmm. and a traditional, which if you have someone that's in a higher income tax bracket and may be inheriting a very high dollar amount IRA and has to do it in 10 years, that can really raise the tax level. That is a great point. The stretch IRA is gone for mm-hmm. non-spousals. Uh, and so so let's say that um, your son or daughter inherits your retirement accounts Jay, Jay said it, it has to be taken out in 10 years. And so you can try to spread that out over those 10 years, but you're going to pay some taxes. Right. So just imagine, yeah, you know, that's fantastic. Inheriting point. $2 million. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to pull that all into income in a, a 10 year period. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam, the old rules. Uncle Sam will come get it. You yeah. know, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we've got traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, um, if I'm taking advantage of those or I've got my own retirement plan, is there additional things that I can do? Is that maybe as an individual to for investment? I mean, what 
if I'm showing up and I'm with you and I've got that, what what are you what are you going to talk about? Well, you want to make sure that all the all the buckets are filled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will ask me, Matt, I want to open an investment account with you. Mm-hmm. And I, my first question is, are you fully participating in your employer sponsored plan? Except simple four hundred one k whatever. Right. And if they say no, I mean, I say, well, max that out. Mm-hmm. Then come see me. You know, let me see. Yeah, I'll say, bring me your statement. I'll check and see how you're about. But, but you want to make sure that you're filling all, filling up all these buckets that that provide for, uh, for retirement, for that that obviously that that can provide some uh, tax benefit. But if you if you're maxing everything out and you have an emergency fund, which is a very important thing mm, right. when it comes to investing, having a good emergency fund in case you lose your job or catastrophe or the other day my air conditioner quit and I'm you know. It's not a cheap day, <laughs> but um, you know you want to have an emergency fund, so make sure you have that in place. Mm-hmm. Then you would look at after all of these avenues are filled, you want to take you know you've got your college savings or if that's applicable to you, everything that we've discussed. Then you would look at doing a taxable and after-tax investment account, and this is. Uh, a great uh, complement to what you're doing, having multiple um, types of account, both tax qualified, non qualified. Mm-hmm. That's that's the fancy term. Qualified, non qualified, just means well, this is tax deferred. Non qualified is you're gonna there could be taxable events. You're gonna have mm-hmm. you're gonna have interest that comes in. You'll receive a 1099 for this account, and I'm, you guys see them all the time. Let's say that uh, I bought Apple at. Uh, Twenty bucks, which I wish I owned it at twenty bucks, yeah. but um, and then I sold it for forty. You're going to have to pay cap gains on those, mm-hmm. and I'll let you guys speak because I think there is a there's a lot more to to right. calculate capital gains. But when you buy or sell in a taxable account, it does trigger, you know, that activity, mm-hmm. either gains or losses on your 1099 that you'll have to talk to your CPA about. Right. And one of the great things about having an account like that is, as Chris mentioned, you know the the time that we may have heard from a client of, hey, I wanted to pay off my house, and you know they took it out of an IRA. Mm-hmm. They got hit with the taxes. They got hit with the 10% mm-hmm. penalty. If you reach 55 or so and you're in a position you want to pay off your house, well, you don't go to the IRA. You go to this taxable account, right? and there is no penalty there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it does help uh, to get you to uh, the – age where you can take your IRAs out if you have a need for something. Right. And you want to make sure that also you you talk, your your advisor is is advising you uh, when it comes to whatever is in your taxable account. You know, if there's going to be a taxable event and you need to have that discussion with him or her whenever market was down last year, right? Mm-hmm. So I had people like say I want to like no you know, I would tell them just, just you know, let's hang on a second. You know, right. let's think about some other options because, you know, it 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 could totally if the market's at a at a bad spot and you pull a bunch of money out. You know, you, you're just taking all those losses. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that if you have a large purchase coming up, like a house or a car, you want to make sure you talk to your advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, people put stuff on my radar all the time. Like the person wanted to buy a car, you know, and I will keep that in mind. When having conversations with them, and make sure that I uh, do that at an advantageous time, and rather you know instead of the opposite, and being blindsided by something and be like, mm-hmm. well, okay, here here you go, bud, right? You know, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, well, uh, Matt, so do you have any, um, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, retirement plans for businesses, uh, individual uh, avenues for retirement, 529 plans. Do you have any final thoughts, anything that you maybe wanted to talk about that we didn't get get to today? Yeah, just make sure that you're working and with with a financial advisor that's collaborative. I've I've known Jay and Chris for years, mm-hmm. known you guys, and uh, you all uh, work well with financial advisors. And you want to make sure that you're that they're being collaborative. They want to you want to make sure that they're engaged and they know your individual picture. I just encourage you to reach out to that advisor if you've not heard from your advisor in a while. I hear that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, they're they're working and have the job and they've got multiple clients but be sure that that whenever you call they answer the phone or call you back and you're having conversations regularly about your financial goals Mm -hmm. make sure that they are doing things that are in your best interest um, and they have an idea of of where you want to be instead of just well i have an account you know right there's a you are at the center of what all of these um topics that we've discussed that you, you you're the focus of your goals what you want your money to do the purpose for your money make sure that uh that you have someone engaged with you mm-hmm. and that that gets into the weeds with you yeah all right jay do you have any final thoughts on what we've talked about today absolutely just uh again as we've talked about in previous podcasts it's very important for financial advisors to work together uh examples i will give is you know i talk to financial advisors all the time checking in to see what capital gains loss carryovers someone mm-hmm. may have, which affect taxes. So it's all intertwined that uh, we need to work together because mm-hmm. only working together can we move the client in the proper direction and make sure there's no conflicts in what they're doing, one uh, professional with another, as far as what's best for the client. So it's very important to have a team that you trust. Right. And I would think just to add to that, too, I think it's a common theme in what we talk about and what we talk about on this podcast is preparing and planning, because that's very important. Don't don't be a, just a reactionary to your financial life, whether that be your accounting records, uh, your the legal side of life, like we talked about with estate planning, with Matt, financial planning. It's all about planning and setting your goals and moving yourself forward to the future mm-hmm. that you really want to have. And that's very important. So, um, so if you're interested in uh, talking to us, uh, you know about what we've talked about here today, uh, especially the tax the tax side of life on that. You, know, you can reach out to us to, to to our accounting firm, and you know how to get a hold of us. Our all of our contact information will be in the show notes. If you're interested in talking to Matt directly, uh, it'd be well worth your time to give him a call. All of his information and contact information will be down in our show notes, and you can get to him there. Um, so if nobody has any other thoughts. We'll wrap this up today, and uh, we'll see you next on the Accounting for You podcast. Thank you for taking time today to listen to our podcast. We appreciate listeners like you and ask that if you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe to our channel to ensure you receive the latest episodes as soon as they come out. If you have any questions about the topic we discussed today or would like more information on becoming a client, please do not hesitate to contact our office by visiting arcpas.com or theaccountingpodcast.com.